TV. I'm Chef Joseph Manera. Great show for you here today. We're going to be using some incredible products. We're going to be doing a one-pot cooking, which is always my favorite, right? So we're going to do kind of my version of paella, but on a different level, combining some different ingredients. So let's talk about some of those ingredients, um, you know, that we got going on here today. You know, before we get into the food, I want to introduce you to this uh, device called Tip and Split. Now, I'm mad about this. It's really incredible. Now, this is a situation where you're out to dinner with four or five friends, and okay, we're splitting the bill. Uh, okay, well, what's the tax? What's the tip? What do we leave on a bill, et cetera? This calculates everything in there. Not only that, but if you can't see or you go into one of those really dark restaurants, it's got a light here. Not only that, it's got a magnifying glass. So it's no more like putting the menu up to your head and feeling kind of embarrassed. You have tip and split here, which you can actually just scroll over the words kind of see what's in there, but what's more important is that tip. How much tip should I leave? If I split the tip four ways, two ways, three ways, how's it going to add up? Well, let me give you a little uh, demonstration on this real quick. What you do is you hold your finger down on the on button. Let's say your bill is $52, so add $52 in here, and hit enter. Now, maybe we want to give a 20% tip. Maybe he did really or she did a really good job. And so we're going to put 20%. Now that tells us we need to leave $10.40. But what happens if we have to split the bill four ways? Well, if you hit enter, it gives you the total amount, $62.40. Now hit enter again and put four people. Hit enter again. Now it's $15.60 per person. That's it. That simple, that quick. Now we've all been to a restaurant where we sort of relied on the accountant degree who has a CPA or whatever to add up the bill. This can do it for you in seconds. So check it out, tip and split, really fine product, look into it. We've got another show coming up where we're going to actually see me in a restaurant actually using the product, but uh, check them out. Another, it's my new gadget tip for, uh, for this show. Now, talking back over to the food. We got some chili verde pork and green sauce here by Del Real Foods, right? Incredible product. We're going to be using that in a combination of our so-called paella dish, in which we're going to be mixing some of this uh, short grain rice, sort of almost like a risotto, uh, in with all these ingredients as well. Now, what's really going to take this dish to, to another level with taste and quality is the chipotle peppers made by La Morena. And we're not only stopping there, but we're also going to the chipotle sauce. So we're doing the best of both worlds in this dish as well. So we're going to get a heat with a pungent flavor, uh, but it's going to marry well with the other ingredients. It's not, it's not going to be overpowering. Uh, we're also going to add some of our ground beef. Our ground beef is in our Crown Poly everyday bag. I love it. All of our food kind of gets wrapped in this incredible dispenser here that can be just put right over your countertop. Uh, and you can put that in there, but that doesn't stop there. You look behind me, you got some hippo sack bags, tall bags, stuff like that, really durable. 
again, we go through a lot of food in this kitchen, and we need a quality trash bag that can hold up to the forceness and flexibility of our day-to-day -day activities here, and that's where we rely on HippoSack. Now, take a look at what we got going on here. Where do we start? Well, it's pretty easy. We're going to go with the oil. We're going to go with the oil. You could never fail with garlic, right? So we're putting in some garlic in there. Right, right off the top, we're going to throw a little butter in there. Keep it honest. Now, we're going to throw in our ground beef. Now, when you're mixing ground beef like this, which you should always do, is you could put a little bit of water, a little bit of stock in the pan. And what that's going to do is it's going to help your meat break down into very small little pebbles, I call them, instead of like large meatballs. And you can only achieve that, if you notice what I'm doing here, is kind of marrying it with the liquid. Otherwise, you're going to get big clumps and that's not really what we're looking for here. So don't be scared to add even a little bit more if you need to. I think we need a little bit more liquid. It'll cook out. It'll cook out, cook down. It's not going to do anything to your cooking. This is going to be the real basis uh, of this dish. We're going to pick up that meat beef flavor. Okay, let's go down the list here. We have some scongeal. This scongeal is incredible. It's fresh. Uh, it's been parboiled, sliced. Here it is. Throw a little bit down like that. Next, we're going to go over to our, we have some clams. We have cherry stone clams, which I've shucked myself and then diced. We have pork and green sauce by Del Real Foods. And we're not only putting the meat in there, we're putting in some of that flavor, that incredible juice that comes with the product as well. Next, we got our sausages. We're going to be throwing some of the summer smoked duck sausage. Really, really nice flavor. We got some tomatoes. We're going to throw down in there too. And this is like one pot cooking. And we're just going to give it a second. I want these flavors to marry a little bit before we go on to the next level. Now, when you talk about paella in general, you know, one pot cooking and stuff like that, if you were to go to some of the countries in Turkey, uh, Istanbul, what you'll find is when you're walking the streets of that, those beautiful kind of tents that sell all the markets and everything else, you'll see this big pot with somebody cooking on a stove. It's almost like uh, a portable stove was just made there right on the street with like a couple of bricks, uh, some coal, some wood or what have you. Uh, and they got this big pole, this, this black cast iron pot right there, right over the flame. And first thing that goes down is that duck fat, that duck lard, or it could be pork lard, you know, if, it's, if they don't come from a, a, a Muslim family where they can't have it or uh, their religion requires them to use some type of other fat chances are they'll go with the duck fat. So they put the duck fat in there, and then they're just marrying with flavors, and I'm sitting there, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, this is great. I mean, you could smell what they're cooking from two or three blocks away. You know, and that's the, the, the whole heritage of, of one-pot cooking. I mean, it, it is dated back, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of years, even with the caveman, uh, with the, the old classic uh, stone soup, if you remember, with the igneous rock um, back in our caveman days, right? 
Although I don't think you'll see too much of this because that was like more of like the paleo diet uh, years back. But I can guarantee that if I was a cave person, I would probably be whacking up some dinosaur. Okay, now we got some rice in there. Now our rice of choice is not a traditional long grain rice, it's a short grain rice. And that would resemble something like you probably know it, uh, risotto. The short grain rice tends to be uh, or form a much stickier paste. Uh, it is much more starchier. And I think it, it will go good with this. I think a long grain rice would get lost in this dish, to be quite honest with you. Let's, uh, let's go with some of the dry spices first. A little bit of Old Bay, a little bit of chili powder. Notice I put the chili powder uh, at the end because if you add that baby in hot oil, you're going to have you coughing, sneezing, and all your camera crews at home or your family. So I don't want this to be a rice dish. I want the rice to be an equal component as the meat, so that's why I'm not putting a lot of that. You know, last thing I want to eat is some pasty mess, some starch with just a little bit of, you know, meat in there. I'm, I'm looking for a nice blend of flavors. If you look at this already, I feel like just taking this down as it is. All right, now, we got the La Morena. This is their chipotle peppers in uh, adobo sauce. Good. All right, now we're going to take the chipotle. And these babies are whole and they're hot. So we're not going to put more than two in there. I'll leave that off to the side. And we got the chipotle sauce. Now I'm bringing this to a whole nother level. Now I've just kicked up the spice in here, uh, kicked up the flavor. Man, does it smell good. Wow. You ever go to those parties where, like, they call them paella parties? This guy shows up with, like, a 12-foot pan, and he puts it over this fire, and, and he's got this paella cooking, and... It takes them five hours to cook it, and then everybody just sits around the pan and takes it. You have to go to one of those things. Really incredible. That should be like at every party. This is looking good. Now, while we got it open, I made some of this chicken kind of chickpea stew yesterday. Uh, and what it is basically is some chicken thighs. I braised them in a little bit of red wine, a little bit of tomato sauce, and chickpeas. Uh, and I've had my meal yesterday. And these are some leftover pieces. This dish needs a little bit of chicken. So you want to take this chicken, but be very careful because uh, we have a bone in here. And any time that I'm cooking anything with chicken thighs, I, I tend to really like to get just skinless, uh, unless I'm making like a fried uh, or a pan-seared scapaiella. And the scapaiella, I want that seared skin so crispy. And you know you're going to make a mess out of your stove at home, so you have to ask yourself, like, is it worth it? So, so my, my, my kitchen floor becomes like the ice skating ring around 5 o'clock. It's filled with grease because of the cooking. So chances are if you come over my house, you're going to need some ice skates and a helmet. But I can guarantee you'll eat good. All right, we're going to do one more. And... Pulling apart the chicken the day after it's cooked with these flavors, you're just going to marry well and bleed right into this sauce. It's going to taste incredible. I mean, you can already see it coming together. This is good stuff. It's kind of why I don't like to use, uh, you know, legs and something like this. You might make it a cartilage. You know, thighs have always been the, 
more, most tenderest uh, cut of beef, cut of poultry for me. All right, I think we got what we got. Let's just wash our hands real quick. You know, while I'm actually cooking, and I know I can't eat this right away, I'm, I'm eating this raw bar. It's really good, I must say. I gotta, I gotta give them a plug. Really good stuff here. Two percent sugar. Good stuff. All right. Looking good, man. This is looking good. Think it was gonna look like this when we started? No way! Wow, I'm, this is flavor, kid. Mm. You know the beef really helps too because it releases a certain amount of fat in, the, in this. You start to see the rice now getting bigger, absorbing uh, more liquid. It's funny. I go back to that story. Uh, I was actually in a Sicilian market in Sicily. Everybody knows that market where they filmed The Godfather, came down the stairs back years ago. Right around the corner from there is a beautiful market uh, in Palermo. So I'm at, the, I'm at the Palermo market probably around 4 o'clock, and there's this old lady cooking this stew that was just incredible with beans and sausages. Uh, it was cannellini beans, sausages. She put a little cream in there. Man, I'm it was like crazy. And, of course, you, you can't be around Italian people. You're a total stranger. They're still going to give you a plate of food. And that's exactly what happened. I walk by. I smell it. I start telling this lady how delicious her cooking is. And she would not let me leave unless I tasted it. And I have to wait there an hour until it was finished. So I taste the food combination of just one pot cooking in a skillet. Obviously, this should have been done in a skillet. Uh, but there's nothing like it. You can't beat that where they're cooking over a, a, a fire that's like a wood fire stove and they're making dishes like this. Now, I talked about what I do with the chickpeas, and I also put a little bit of cabbage and onion in there. We're going to throw that in. You know, you listen to stories about how many people are still around from, you know, World War II and even before that, and they. They say, oh, you know what, growing up in my household, you know, my mother always had one big dish, and, you know, eight kids ate out of it. There's something to be said about that. You know, uh, with years ago, how they were cooking and serving, and just a family at the dinner table, as opposed to now, which is over-fast, communicated lifestyle now, where nobody's actually sitting at a table. But it's almost like there was one meal you sit down and you ate at 5.30 or you didn't eat at all. You know, there was no, like, going out to a fast food restaurant and, and getting what you want afterwards. It's, times have really completely changed. It's amazing when I, I travel and I, and I talk to people and they say, hey, you know what, we watch a show and what we used to do on my, my family is uh, we used to get a big pot of cooking and one guy told me that they'd always have one big loaf of bread and they would always have a pasta dish seven days a week. Uh, and, you know, it might not seem like it was a bountiful meal, but at the end of the day, what, what's really being accomplished, right? You, you're getting good family quality time, and uh, you know, you're getting some good food with it, too. This is starting to thicken up really good. Now, I got this wine sitting here in this Angle 33 container, this chiller. And you notice I haven't added anything yet because I do want some of the flavor of the wine to be in there, so I'm going to actually add it in a little later. All right, so I turn this over. Now, you remember what it looked like before, where it was all liquid. 
wow, this is coming together. Um, you know, you could smell that duck sausage just coming up. I mean, there is everything in the earth here. You got your, your tomato sauce, your chipotle sauce. We're going to add the rest of these tomatoes in there. Create some flavor, a little bit more liquid. The garlic takes it to another level. We're just going to shake it up. Now what I'm going to do is take a little bit of wine, white wine. This is Chardonnay. Just going to let it kind of sit on top like that. Do its thing. That's nice and cold. I'm going to cover this up. Now, here's a little trick. Now, you're putting uh, aluminum foil over a pan. You don't want to burn your fingers. Have something long enough. Put it over it and squeeze it in. And you'll never get burnt. And then you can just tap it like that. So we're going to let this sit for a couple of minutes. I'll probably tell you another food story, and then we're going to come back to this. But the whole point of, of the wine is we want the wine flavor. What happens with wine is when you saute it or you deglaze it, it reduces down. You don't get the alcohol content in it. You still get some of the sweet flavor of the wine, but you're really not tasting the wine. Like, I want a Chardonnay taste in this dish. I want a rich wine dish. I want it to make it look like almost it, it simmered in nothing but wine. So I'm adding it at the top at the very end. And those flavors from the wine are going to seep into each ingredient here and really give it some incredible flavor. Now, you talk about variations to this dish when it comes to rice. Uh, obviously, you can see that this is more of like a risotto cut. Uh, but I would never do it with basmati rice. You know, basmati rice is a very delicate rice. Uh, and I've cooked with the best Persians on basmati rice. Now, I've, I've cooked with these two old ladies. And they were the best when it comes to per Persian food. And they taught me things with basmati rice like you wouldn't believe. They soaked the basmati rice overnight. It doubles in size. And then they made this incredible uh, like spinach to put onto the rice. And then they baked the whole thing in the oven. But it's, it's a delicate kind of rice. And it can break. And it would never survive this, this massive uh, you know, cooking. It would just fall apart and break up. Short grain rice is good. Um, even a... Jasmine rice might work out good, but then you'd have to put the jasmine rice a lot later. So we'll just give this a couple of seconds. What you're hearing now is you're hearing a more thicker, louder bubble, which tells me that, that a lot of the water is evaporating, and it's almost going to be time to take this off. Now, we got just about all the liquid that's going to be here up at the top. And as we move this, you're going to start to see a lot of this liquid disappear. See? Now, we are almost at the point where we are going to be souping this up. This is really good flavor. All right, let's see how, where we're going. We think we're almost done here. Wow. Man, that looks good. All right, we're going to get our bowl. This looks really delicious. Wow. A lot of flavors. A lot of really good flavors going on here. Mmm. Tell you. May need an acid reflux pill after this one, but man, it's going to taste good. Wow. This is like, reminds me like one of those ski days. You know, you ski in all day, man, and I don't know what comes out of you when you ski. 
I, I went to a ski lodge last year. I happened to miss a meal. I mean, I was just, I was starving. I had this big bowl of chili. This is what it reminds me of. I had this big bowl of chili, and I scoffed this thing up, and man, did I regret it later. Oh, my God, this stuff was hot. I, I, I was, my stomach was, the rest of the trip, I felt like I was blowing out melting the mountains. I mean, this, this stuff, what they put the pepper in there, they knew how to do it. All right. What's going on here is the ricotta salata. The ricotta salata is a saltier cheese. It's an Italian cheese. Uh, it'll actually cut through all this stuff that's going on here really well. So we're going to put the ricotta right on top, just like that. And that's it. We'll take a little bit of chili powder, just to keep it honest. Hope you didn't have enough of that. And that's it. We're going to close this baby out. So we got everything in here but the kitchen sink, and it worked out really good. It's got great flavors, great sauces. We got incredible products to thank that we used today uh, to make this show possible. And thank you for watching this fun-filled episode of Taste This TV. I'm your host, Chef Joe Simonera. Remember, there are no rules in cooking. Taste this. Yeah.